Hey guys, this is Jay here from Gym Aware. Really hope you're enjoying Coach Tomato's podcast series so far. Here at Gym Aware, we've just released our brand new BBT product, Flex. Um, so I just want to give you a bit of insight into what it is and how it could help you as a coach or athlete. Flex uses brand new laser optic technology to measure barbell velocity, so like Gym Aware, it's highly accurate. The device connects straight to your iPhone or iPad. We've had an independent validation study to confirm that Flex is highly accurate. We have loads of awesome features already and our experience development team continues to work on software updates each and every day. Key performance metrics are available including both peak and mean velocity, peak and mean power, distance, bar position and bar path. If you guys want any more information on flex, velocity based training, just be sure to reach out, go to our website, check us out on socials as well. But for now we hope you enjoy the rest of Coach DeMeyer's podcast. The world of strength and conditioning is filled with some fantastic practitioners that are always searching for more. But more what? What are strength and conditioning coaches searching for to better their ability to prepare their athletes? Well, what about cutting edge information or a place where you can find different opinions from forward thinking coaches on what you're doing, how you're doing, and try to get feedback to be better for your athletes? Or what about a place where you'll find like-minded coaches that can provide solid coaching advice and career development for you as you progress through your career as a strength and conditioning professional? Well, this is exactly why we built the Strength Coach Network. You'll have access to exclusive monthly content on top of the sensationally active forum that we have where you can communicate with coaches all over the world to find those answers that you're looking for to help you be a better practitioner for your athletes. So make sure you hop on over to strengthcoachnetwork.com slash CVASPS, that's strengthcoachnetwork.com slash CVASPS, and get your 48-hour trial for only a dollar. I look forward to seeing you in the Strength Coach Network. What's up, everybody, and welcome to the 82nd episode of Outside the Rack, brought to you by Kinetic Performance, the makers of Gym Aware. In this show, we're just going to try to dive a little deeper into the minds of the top practitioners in the world of sport performance to learn a little bit more about who they actually are and how they got to where they are today. Today, we are joined by Salisbury University's coordinator of sport performance, Matt Nine. Matt, thanks for being with us, man. Coach, man, I appreciate it. Thanks for having me on here. Yeah, man, fired up. I'm glad we could chop it up a little before. I'm glad you're doing great, you know, in, in this yeah. insane world that we're trying to navigate through. But before we get too far into all of this, bud, who is Matt Nine? Coach, man, um, Matt Nine, I guess I'm somebody or my my vision of kind of what I look for or who I am and what guides me every day is someone who's uh, going to impact, influence and inspire right? um, no matter what. So whether it's my kids, you know, I look back at like what, what I value and, and family is one of the critical pieces that, that I value. And um, so with my family, with athletes that I work with, the coaches on my staff, the coaches that I interact with my job or what I do every day is to impact, influence, inspire greatness. Um, you know, that, that's what I live every day. Uh, from when the feet get on the floor, the alarm goes off, you know, you've got that whole day to, to just make people better around you. Again, that's what I live by. I try to live by that every day. And um, again, some days are better than others, obviously. But again, that's the, the focus of who I am and what I try to do every day. I think that's a great little credo too because I think that like all too often when we get into talking about these things as coaches 
we look at things that only really matter within the walls of the weight room or that are measurable performance indicators and things of that nature. But when you're talking about like a life credo right there, like I want to be someone who's going to impact, influence, inspire. And that comes down to in the room, out of the room, at home, finance, all the stuff. Like that's freaking rad, dude. And that's, yeah. that's rad because it could be something that's on the wall of a weight room, but it's actually real. Yeah. And, and you know, it's, like you said, it transcends through everything. Um, you know, and it, again, it goes back to no matter where, what moment you're in, what event happened or whatever it is, you know, it's always taking that pause, you know, and understanding, hey, this is what guides me, right? Um, again, you can easily have emotional takeover and things like that. But hey, you know what? You know, again, we all have those frustrations of whatever it may be, the situations that we're in, the, the athletes, you know, not getting it. But again, at the end of the day, it's my job to impact, influence, and inspire, you know, greatness. And so I've, maybe I do have to, to control my emotions a little bit more, right, to be able to impact that. And it's the same thing comes with, with my kids. You know, this morning getting, getting ready for school, my daughter didn't want to – she had three shoe choice options. She's two years old. Didn't, didn't want any of the three. And it's like, well, I could either get really, really uh, fired up here or we can figure out how to, to influence her to choose the right shoe. And so we ended up choosing the right shoe, I guess, eventually, um, uh, you know, giving some opportunity choices and things like that. And, but again, I mean, that's what it's all about. And, it, you know, it's not about just the weight room, you know, it's about everything else, right? It gets deeper than the weight room. And but I think if, if, if you're just looking at the weight room piece, it's not enough, right? It's, it's, it's not what makes people great. No doubt, man. Better, Especially. not great. Right. You, there's a lot of lessons. There's a lot of things you can grow and develop and learn there, but it's not going to be contrary to what we would all like mm -hmm. it to be. Very true. It maybe isn't quite that cure-all that we think. As opportunities, again, that's you as a coach that need to figure out how to take advantage of them. No doubt. But as a coach who's I mean, like to have a, a credo like this is there's some things that have happened. There's some things that have made you take a step back and look at this to come up with these ideas. So I'm pretty fired up for number one, man. If you wouldn't mind, describe a learning situation that brought about an epiphany in your career. I've had two. Um, so hopefully that's okay if I can get with two, because one was as a player. And I think it was, you know, it's really changed my life uh, drastically. And it was you know, I was a college baseball player and, you know, the value of hard work and effort, uh, consistency, I wasn't very good. I threw about 80 to 83 miles an hour, you know, on, a, on a, any given day. But for me, and I wanted to play, like I had this dream, this to, to play college baseball, to, to want to be out on that field. And I was going to do anything I could to get there. And just constantly putting in that, again, I think consistency was a critical word for me there is that I had to do it day in and day out because I was never going to throw 90 miles an hour. And, but what it did was it, it allowed me to be prepared if a moment came and a moment happened to come and I took advantage of it. And the second moment came and I took advantage of that. I, I took a no hitter into, a, into the seventh inning of my very uh, first for my second college start. And then the next, the next game after that, I threw a complete game shutout against UNC Chapel Hill. 
And all of a sudden I now became the number four conference starter just like that. Um, I had literally thrown seven innings in three years prior to that event. And again, it, it was that, you know, moment that, Hey, you know, this was more of like a reflecting moment is that that work that went in the effort and the consistency of that work does pay in the long run. Um, you know, so that, that was the first one in, in my career. And that kind of formulated me as a strength coach. And I think it had a great impact on this impact, influence, inspire concept is that, you know, somewhere along the line, somebody and my dad was one of them who impacted me on my work ethic um, to push and drive and just to be the best you can every single day. And again, so that's where it came from. And then the second one was as, as a coach is I got a job offer to leave. Um, in my third or fourth year here, um, I've been here now 17 years, and that that job offer was uh, was was good. You know, it was a lifelong dream to be a, a, a you know work in professional baseball as a minor league coordinator. And um, but again, timing wasn't great. Family, you know, value of family was there, and so I had to make that this decision in that moment: is you know, do I leave or do I not leave? And I, and I chose to stay, but in that moment, that's when that epiphany came and said, you know what, if you're going to stay, you're probably not going to get this opportunity again. So you better make damn sure that you come out here and absolutely crush this from this point on. You know, and I don't think like before that, I, I almost think like I was just kind of going through the motion. I still worked hard right, at what I do, but I, there wasn't anything driving. And all of a sudden, this, this moment now started this drive and really put it into gear and say, hey, you know what? If you're staying, we're gonna make this place freaking great. And um, from that moment on, it was, hey, let's make this the best division three strength and conditioning program in the country. And I've got it still written, you know, right here on, on my sheet, right? Um, you know, as, as my goal statement, um, hey, to make this the top strength and conditioning uh, program in the country. And it's something that stays laminated with me wherever we go, it stays in my backpack. So I know exactly, or it's, if it's not in my backpack, it's in my pocket. So again, you have those refreshers right back in, but those were the, the, the one from the effort and work and the second one from, hey, let's make this thing great. Um, and that was 14 years ago. Piggybacking off that, the first one, do you ever, this is a wrong word, but use that experience with the athletes when they sit there and there's someone who maybe is just like why do we do all this why do we do that blah 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 when they get into their like mopey late teen early 20 phases because people get those does your experience as an athlete help connect with them when you give that example because that could have a lot it does of and i think that's you know that's a good it's a good story to to utilize to talk about um, whether it's in a group setting, I've done it in group settings, you know, I've, I've done it to one-on-one -on -one individual, uh, to talk about that and say, you know, you know, you have the athlete who know isn't highly talented, you know, and who constantly comes in and work hard, you know, to be able to give them that story, say, Hey man, you know, keep grinding, right. Things will change, you know, things, you know, again, it's, the biggest thing is, are you ready for the moment, uh, when the moment is brought and most people fail, or not necessarily fail, but they mentally, um, 
are nervous or scared or hesitant because they haven't fully prepared. But in that moment, I had nothing going on. I felt that I was fully prepared because of the work that I had put in, knowing that I had, you know, I was going in watching film, making sure my, my technique work was done, whether the coach would work with me or not, it didn't matter. You know, give me a drill, I'll go do it. Um, you know, those types of things. And so being able to sit and talk with an athlete who does work hard on one end, but then you have that group, you know, of athletes who, who, like you said, want to know about why are we doing all this? You know, what is the value of it? And you get in that opportunity, you know, to talk about effort and consistency. And um, it's one of the things that drives me nuts, though, um, the concept of consistency where we struggle the most, um, unfortunately. No doubt. And then on the second one, I think that the, the most valuable point to that is the fact that like all too often everyone that is in sports is just talking about the climb or the next or whatever. And people need to start understanding that there is a vast power when it comes to your life in general and being able to be someplace more than 18 months to three years. Yeah. And I, again, that was a hard, it was a hard decision because it was that life dream. It's like, oh yeah, I get to work in professional baseball and work with the best athletes, you know, in the world, you know, but I get to work with some pretty darn good athletes here, you know? So it was like, it was bringing that level back saying, you know what you do get, you know, what you have here. And everyone thinks it's always greener on the other side, you know, but is it, you know, and how green do you have it right now? How good is it right now? Um, you know, and sometimes people make that wrong decision uh, and, and go, and then, you know, they're hating life. Um, you know, I mean, it, having that opportunity here with family, you know, my parents, my wife, my wife's parents nearby to help raise, help with the kids and so forth has been, you know, instrumental in, in my career. I wouldn't have been able to do probably half of what I've been able to do without that network around, um, you know, so sometimes it's the, the job itself, the title isn't all that it's cracked out to be. Um, and we have to be able to accept that. And that was my thing is, you know what, we're accepting it. I'm okay with it. Like I, I, I believe I made the right decision. And at that moment though, it was, Hey, you know what, let's go and crush. Right. Because it was never brought to me like in that mindset before, uh, you know, I always worked hard. Right. But now it's like, you know what, let's make this thing freaking fantastic. And that was our goal. And it still is today. It's, Hey, we got to be better than every other division three program in the country, whatever it is that we do from how we teach our interns to how we develop our coaching staff, to how we interact with our athletes, we're going to do it better than everybody else. At least we're going to, you know, make that attempt. So, you know, again, it's tacking that mindset, another core value of ours. Yeah. And in order to be able to come to those conclusions and to build all those things, you needed to be able to sit back and evaluate and ask questions. Mm -hmm. Which leads us to number two, buddy. All right. If Matt could ask one question and he knows he's going to get the answer to it, what would that question be? And why? It goes back to one of the other ones here. I got, I got uh, the first one here. Is, um, why don't athletes do the summer program? It goes back to consistency, right? But... That's just that's just joking aside there. Um, I think every strength coach would uh, 
would love one to one know why you know you, you put these programs together and they don't actually you know why they come back and you know either they haven't done anything or haven't done it you know no matter how we in depth we talk how de in depth we work right but the biggest one for me though uh was listening to russell wilson talk um and it, it, it brought it back up the other day about uh when he was getting the walter payton award about love changing everything and how love changes everything and my biggest thing is how do we get them to love more you know how do we get to love each other more how do we get to love what we do whether it's in the weight room or it's the classroom or it's on the field um love changes everything and uh it's really impact to me that statement is really impactful because it does if you love what you do every day um you know great great things happen right um but but not everybody does you know where not everybody loves each other that they work with and as a coach it's how do you figure that out and if somebody had a magic playbook that had you know the playbook of love um i'd be that'd be the first book on my uh you know read list here to you tell me exactly what i need to do and man we're going to get after it because it does change everything dude 100 percent. and as much of a joke as the first question was it really is a really good question <laughs> it is because <laughs> i think it's everybody's frustration yeah, especially now that like most of them aren't pen and paper or like paper and printed out anymore. Now they're all online and like through apps, like whether it be Coach Me Plus or Team Builder or Bridge or whatever. So you can actually see like that they're just not even looking at it. Oh, yeah. And it's like, yeah, no. Nah, but I think that the idea of how we can get them to love more, especially in a time where Gosh, it's just the world's just so divisive. I think that that even goes in such a broader scale anyway. Yeah. Well, and you know, it's also, it's all in, in sport. It's a lot about me, you know, it's a lot about me getting mine, my time, my award or whatever it is. And again, what does that bring? It brings that device that just, you know, dissension in within the team or separation and it doesn't bring it together. And, um, you know, you hear all, you hear stories or you listen to podcasts or read books and it's those, those athletes who are able to sacrifice themselves for the betterment of the, the next person around them uh, is where we see greatness really start to, to take off and success. Yeah. yeah. I mean, you know, as an upstate New Yorker, as much as I hate to say this, I think the primary example was that little football game that we just saw and, you know, number 12 just seems to do that, man. Yeah. I'm not going to say his name. There's something there. Fan. I just, you know, yeah. everybody knows who he is because <laughs> hey, he's know. the best ever to do it. But uh, there's yeah. something there. He's able uh, to create something. It must be, right? There's, I mean, whatever it is, they're doing something right, you know? And I think that the environment that they were, that was in, along with, you know, the head coaching staff, you, you looked at, you know, his assistant coaching staff with two females on staff. Um, I mean, who's doing that you know there's something there they're doing something right yeah man success leaves clues man it, it, it totally does. does it does very true but listen man with everything that you're doing you know and i don't know if you get enough credit for how much you've helped coaches around the entire strength and conditioning stratosphere you know when it comes to improving the profession and you know the obvious accolade that you got was it two years ago from the NSCA 18 uh, yeah but you know 
You do a lot to help people get better. You're coaching a ton of athletes down there. You're helping coaches as a mentor with a bunch of GAs there. But eventually, there needs to be a time to come back to neutral. So what's your escape? For me, uh, woodworking. So I started off getting into making um, jersey cases. And so I would actually make them for our seniors uh, on our women's basketball team and uh, like customizable jersey cases. And then that just expanded into, uh, I mean, I've pretty much redone my whole entire house from, you know, my, my daughter's bedrooms with bookcases and beds and all integrated into whole context of things. I'm actually starting to work on my daughter's room now. I've done our living room, our, my wife, me and my wife's bedroom. It's just, it's fun. It's, it's that relief. And it's fun to bring the kids in too and help. Um, obviously they're, they're not there the whole time because man, <laughs> again, that's pretty stressful enough. Um, but you know, having that, that opportunity to, to step back a little bit and, um, you know, it's, you, you just get to think there's a lot of in your head, you know, you have that, that space for you to just think and relax, um, you know, reflect whatever it may be and, and just do what, what is fun. Um, you know, that to me, woodworking, I, I really enjoy that piece of, of downtime. So. I wish I had some form of creative bone or ability to do things like that, man. It's somewhere in my body, but like, when I hear people that can do things like that, I'm just like, man, one. I've got, I've got ways to go. Well, but, yeah. Uh, there's some other strength coaches out there doing some pretty, pretty fine woodworking. And I'm like, man, that's, that's impressive. Yeah. Um, B-Man does a bunch. It was, yeah, Brian Mann, yeah. Yeah, Zach Houghton, he's mm -hmm. done some, uh, some pretty good stuff. Um, there's some, some good ones out there. We have to start our own business. Yeah. Coach's woodworking uh, shop. Well, that's one of the COVID rules right you got to come up with a side hustle and it yeah. was uh or else you didn't like did you actually COVID if you don't have a side hustle you know yeah. I, mean? I, I know i've got a side hustle so. <laughs> we've all got to man we've all got to well listen matt truly appreciate your time man this is awesome yeah thanks for having me i appreciate it take care yeah, man. appreciate everyone. you dude we'll be in touch real soon man cheers awesome take care